not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Hosers, here with the Mark Order Podcast, uh, episode 81, eh? Hey! We're not live in Canada. No, unfortunately. No. Some of our <laughs> friends, some of our friends were there tonight, I think. Um, maybe in Eric Freed's? I don't know. Some other people I think we knew were heading there, too. Nobody reached out ahead of time and was like, hey, I'm going. So, it is what it is. I'm just talking out of my ass now. Um, I wonder if uh, if any of my upstate New York friends went. That's still a hike. They probably went to, like, Buffalo and Rochester more than they would have gone to Canada. But yeah, think of, of how far north. <laughs> yeah, Canada, Canada, if you're in, like, Buffalo, right, is not that far. Like you can make that trip, right? Um, but like you, you know, heard the pops for like Buffalo talent yes. tonight. They were crazy. Yes. Um, but like uh, Binghamton, that's still a drive. That's yeah, a, that's so. like four hours, right? Still, and they do run Rochester, which is like probably the the closest. Yeah, very true. Rochester is that where you get the garbage plates in Rochester? Rochester is where they originated, but you can get them like in New Brunswick. Yeah, but it's not it's not the same thing. It's not. It's not not a New Jersey delicacy. It's a Rochester delicacy. No, we know what our thing is, and it's the fat. It's the fat sandwiches. (laughs) It's true. We're garbage people. We're not in. We're not giving garbage plates. Well, we're not like South Jersey, man. No, no, no. They're just garbage. Um, garbage. Hot garbage. Do I sound echoey and weird? A little bit. Alright. Are you using your microphone or your headset? I am using my microphone. Why don't you talk into it? This is where it always is. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Is that any better? You could change the mic settings so you can actually talk into it. No, I know, but this is like... I think it's because my headphones are plugged into the mic because my computer isn't like reading my headphone jack for whatever reason so no but that's fine it's actually better we're using the same mic yours is just silver um uh it, it's actually oh i'm sorry it's blue <laughs> um it's actually good if you're plugged in because then you can hear yourself speaking yeah it's nice 
So it's nice. But, you know, we could talk about this off the air, Kate, because this is like off air talk, but you can change your, your mic settings so it's just facing you. And then uh, you don't have to use like the room pickup, you know, and then you I can actually talk into it. It should be set to the one that looks like a penis head. So that's what it's set to. <laughs> yeah, that's like there's a little switch that's right. on the back. The person who told me this was like, I don't know, yes. like a more delicate way to describe it, but basically the one that looks like a penis head. So no, that is correct. But but you don't you actually don't talk to it that way. You talk into it flat, just like you just straight up and down or had it. Like this, right? Yeah, but you gotta talk into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> You could talk into it. That's what I'm doing well, right I'm not now. I'm going to spend the whole show like this. Well, move it closer. I can't. It'll fall off the edge of the desk. Oh, you're not. <laughs> we need to work on your setup. We need to get you a swing arm. I I have a swing arm. It doesn't hold this mic very well. So Okay, we got to get you hooked up. We got to get you hooked up. Well, I was just going to go through my laptop today, but whatever's going on with the headphone jack is... It's fun. Well, let's talk about wrestling. And but before we get into wrestling, we haven't talked about it on this show. I know they talked about it on the Monday show, but we got to meet Asian Joe. In person. We did. We talked about it Friday night too. We did our special. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, we did uh, get to hang out with Asian Joe. By the way, uh, Asian Joe did say that is correct. The mic pattern that you so call the penis head is the. Uh, <laughs> cardioid or he says cardinoid i thought it was cardioid who knows uh but that I'm is the correct it's a penis head it does look like a dickhead <laughs> but i can assure you you're supposed <laughs> to speak into the side when you're looking at it has the volume control on it i know but i don't know why it sounds different than it normally does because i didn't do it you, sh you should change this every week i don't know um Oh, and we should probably also address the elephant in the room. Schlong's not here, which means our numbers will be better tonight. So yes, absolutely. This is the professional team. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, Schlong and I are the two live crew. This is the A team, the professional team. There it is. Uh, so that means tonight's uh, show will do gangbusters. We don't have to worry about Schlong interrupting or singing or doing all that stupid bullshit. Talking Gimmick. about... Muppets and who knows, whatever. First, it started with singing songs. Mm -hmm. Then it graduated to bad puns. Stolen. Both then stolen. Then it went to shitty internet, which is also my thing. And now mm -hmm. it's elevated to not being here as consistently, which was, I mean, mm -hmm. is really Matt's thing. But I was in and out there for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's always a scheduling thing. But uh, Schlong has really just shown how much he does not care. Uh, about this commitment so uh you know listen matt's serving a suspension so that's right, okay we know where he is mm -hmm. uh you had to recover from injuries that's why you weren't here exactly. a couple times plus we were investigating the attack right. uh and schlong just has no he has commitment issues so you know we see what we'll see what happens i don't know so if you're here looking for Schlong, you're a fucking weirdo. And uh, he's not going to be here tonight. So, you know, do what you will. But everybody looking for Kate. Hey, she's here. Nobody's ever looking for me. But Kate's here. Stop. Everyone's looking for you. No. I have I've money. Got, I've got two fans. Uh, one is uh, Bauerhausen. He's gone. 
He left uh, New Jersey. And uh, the other one is Asian Joe. He's not even from here. Uh, he's from a completely different state. And I've met both of them. So uh, I've lived my lifelong dream. There you go. I've lived my dream. Uh, Kate, we met Asian Joe. I talked about it a little bit. But why don't you talk about uh, our uh, our meetup last week? Well, so I don't even think you know. But I met up with him again for dinner at 30 Burger on... When was that? That must have been the Thursday because <laughs> I'm stupid fucking wrestling every other night. Or no, it was Saturday. Um, but yeah, we got to go to Matt's local watering hole. I got there a little late, but you guys were having dinner, and Matt was very uncomfortable with the dining room side of things. From what, what I, a prima donna. What I understand, I don't think it's that it's a prima donna. I think he just felt like it was too classy for him, and it was just a table. So that was weird. And then, uh, yeah, we just, we had a lovely time. Matt's way better half has put together like a Thursday hang for their friend group every week at the same place. So we just latched onto that, which was really cool. It was such a right. nice vibe. Talked very little about wrestling, which is my favorite thing to do with wrestling people. <laughs> it was really refreshing, but we did recount some fun stories of the B show, the Shining Wizard show, uh, and their vending experiences. Some of those were really fun. But oh, those are always great stories. Yeah. It's always nice to meet like people in person. And um, especially Joe's been such like a wonderful supporter of like always in the chat, always being nice, always being hilarious and always being cool. So it was so nice to get to like meet him in, in human form and his Nebraska team won. Just barely. <laughs> Sweet out win against Rutgers, but a win's a win. That's and he true. got a better weather stretch, which was good. I was like, this guy's going to come in for a football game. It's going to be atrocious out. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it was so nice. And then he and I, because he was staying like only 10 minutes from me or whatever, um, right before Extreme Rules on Saturday, he and I went and caught up one on one over burgers and cheese fries, which was also delightful. So, oh, and then cool. off he went on Sunday. So his temporary residence, much appreciated, but he said it was the highlight of his trip hanging out with all of us. So I am glad that he felt that way because it was so nice to, the, the best part about doing this is like when you get to actually meet people. <laughs> I feel like, like, love talking about wrestling. Meeting people is cool. Forcing Matt to meet people at shows is the pinnacle, I think. Well, the other fun thing is now the the thing we pit against the two of you, because you've also shown that you hate it. You don't mind meeting people, but you really don't like when we walk around going, oh, my God, is that Kate from Fightful? Yeah. So you don't like that. But Matt also doesn't like us sort of pawning off people on him. He'll, But Matt will just walk away. Matt will literally just be like, see ya. And he'll yeah. walk like he just doesn't give a shit. Um. You are too nice, so you are just kind of like, oh, God, like. Most here. people that I've met are normal, at least. But the ones that are weird are so weird, it makes the whole process, like, very uncomfortable. <laughs> that is very <laughs> true. Most of them are, most people, delightful, understanding how human interactions are supposed to go. But the ones that don't are so strange and uncomfortable, oftentimes smelly. Like, it's just not, it's not a great situation. So it's, that's where the hesitation comes from is those rare birds who are 
uncomfortable. And I don't mean like socially yeah. awkward. I mean like, whoa, man. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to say the best thing about meeting people, like we met Joe, we met, I mean, we had met Bauerhausen before when we did GCW. Um, and then we all caught COVID because of course GCW. Um, but, um, the best part of both of those is, uh, when you meet people and they're not creeps, they're like real, yeah, people, you know, so that's always fun. It's always a thing when, uh, people are like, uh, you meet them and they're like, oh, you're like, oh, you're creepy. Yes. Oh, well, this will be the last time I meet you. And not till whatever, but that's like an entirely different situation as a girl. I think. Well, no, you are a hundred percent correct. Um, you're a hundred percent correct. But I've been in a position before where people think like, "Hey, we're cool. We trade emails in a professional manner," and then they start sending you emails that are like sort of weird, and you're like, "I did not cross this boundary." with you i don't know why you think it's okay i remember at one point seriously this was way back when i was not doing what i do now kate you know where i'm working now this yes is way way different place i was working um and uh it was in music and somebody just in an email response to me was talking about kelly cuoco and her breasts specifically her nipples and i was like why are we talking about this? We have not crossed that threshold. Like, no, it was... it, and honestly, there's not a way to digitally, I don't think even at all. Like you have to be so far in, in a human conversation for that to not be completely inappropriate and weird. Like, I don't think there was even anything I sent in an email out. Cause I used to send out these like weekly emails of like certain things that were going on. And in those emails, I don't think I ever mentioned hot chicks or television or yeah anything it was all very into sort of music and touring and stuff like that so it was a very odd email to get so odd to i think i actually saved it because i was like what a fucking creep yeah but yeah it it's nothing that i can imagine kate being on the female side having to deal with that because that's we talked about this a little in person too like when I went on the Jericho cruise, I was nervous because I was with my friend Elise, who's like four foot eight, and uh, <laughs> it was just me and her were the only ones that we knew on the boat. And I think because with the cruise, there was a threshold financially, like that weeded out mm-hmm. some people, but it's, it's an experience. Like it's so much easier going to shows with you guys than when I used to go either like I didn't really do a ton by myself, but like I didn't right. have like a crew that I went with, which I now have, which I'm so thankful for of like dudes who are aware who look out for me. Uh, <laughs> right. Very refreshing. So, but Mike Peterson saying he met William Mercier in person, the best. So nice. We met him before GCW too. Such a good dude. Yeah. Such very true. Dude. It's the, when people are great, it's the best thing in the world. The rare times they're weird, it's the worst. <laughs> you know, I was the funny thing is I think William Mercier Jr. was one person I think I specifically, I don't know why, I think I specifically uh, brought up William Mercier Jr. to to Matt when we were trying like planning full gear. And I was like, anybody talk to William Mercier Jr.? And Matt's like, he's in like New England. And I was like, so maybe... <laughs> want to come hang out that dude rules yeah so i mean but listen 
our luxury suite is booked and it's full. So sorry, ladies and gents, the um, we're going to call it the A suite, even though we are in with the Shining Wizards. You know, we're going to keep it classy. Whose idea was it? Well, I don't want to brag. I I did the whole thing. We asked uh, one of the Shining Wizards, Matt to coordinate and he fell flat on his goddamn face so um (laughs) of course i said let me just put something out there and within uh within hours within an hour maybe minutes of me reaching out and saying hey i'm interested in a suite somebody called me uh so you know i don't i like to get things done kate i like to make sure that we're taken care of um you know we're professionals yeah. Uh, we are also fancy men and women. So, I know that's right. Your fits when we go to shows. The they're look, pretty fit. They're pretty they're sweet. They're pretty fit. It's going to be a little chilly by full gear to pull off that same outfit that I had. Uh, that I had um, uh, for uh, shit. Full, uh, not full gear. Fuck. For Grand Slam. Slam. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say Grand Champion. Then I wanted to say for some reason World Series. I'm like, none of these are true. Um, so yeah, it will be a little chilly by that point, but I mean, Kate, I have, I have sequin macho man jackets I can pull out of the, I mean, we're going to be in a suite. Yeah, you do. So I just hope it has a bathroom. I think it does. I didn't ask about the bathroom, but I know that we are dead center, hard camera side. So everything should be facing us, you know, that we needed to face us. Hell Yes. I don't know how we got onto that subject, but um, I also need to just go back and uh, and and say uh, Eric Freed's had a very important question for us. Is schlong smelly? Now, I don't want to I don't want to say ill of my, I guess, for now, co-hosts. We still have to talk about his commitment. Right. Um, But I've never sat directly next to him because I've been told to keep a distance. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I did Wait. sit next to him. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. If anybody went to shows that smells bad, I would not be going to shows. <laughs> that's the that's the shoot answer. That's we're not working anything. The guy, the remember when we went to our wage and that guy smelled like Fritos and ass right in front of us. Like I can't, I can't sit next to that. So you guys categorically don't smell by the fact that I am willing to sit with you guys. I'll, I will tell you this much about that guy at final <laughs> battle, the finalist of all final battles. Um, I, uh, I caught the whiff as they passed and then it left. So I was lucky that they weren't sitting in front of me like Correct. you guys. Uh, Bauerhausen checking in saying, uh, I'm no longer a South Jersey resident. So I'm going to say, <laughs> yes, Schwung is smelly. There no, you see, that's what happens when you leave. South Jersey, you realize, oh my God, everything smelled horribly yep. while I was here. And that's true. Now, yeah, because... I'll do deodorant checks before you go in, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I actually. From everybody. Yeah, I think I actually <laughs> bring spare deodorant just in case. I mean, I did have an outfit change last time, too. So right. why wouldn't I have deodorant? And Matt has his little spray deodorant situation, too. Yep. I think we also. Here. I think we also had wipes, you know, like the uh, the man wipes, the ball wipes. There you go. I, think I had cooling wipes. Love also, that we're ready. We're always, <laughs> always be prepared. 
So, um, Kate, what we so we talked about Asian Joe. What else has been going on for you? Anything? Uh, oh, wait, did you do commentary this weekend? I did, and you know what stinks? Uh oh. I said yowza yowza, but it was uh-huh. on the pre-show match, which isn't in the recording. So I was so bummed. <laughs> you was, just like, tried to yeah. work it in so early that, that was you were like, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And the, it was a perfect spot for it, too, because it was like a a five-way or something with the students of the school. There was a oh, huge kinky. spot where, like, uh, there's, like, a really just enormous Haas dude and a little guy. And mm-hmm. it was a, a yowza-yowza moment. I said it. I was so proud of myself. And then it wasn't even recorded. <laughs> oh, man. If a tree falls in the forest, you know. Uh, it didn't happen, Kate. I hate to break it to you, but if there's nothing on record, it didn't happen. I mean, the bummer is it didn't get recorded. The good news is I get to use Yowza Yowza again, I feel like. <laughs> we can try to make it happen again, yes. I think you get a... I think that... I fouled it You get off. partial credit. Right. I would say you get partial credit and that it goes. it has to roll forward, right? Like, we have to get it on tape. Uh, for yes. you to get full credit. I think that's fair. All right. All right. Well. So, yeah. Did that Saturday. I had the Extreme Rules post show and met Asian Joe. I met. Oh, I was supposed to meet a dog that I was really excited about meeting. Mm-hmm. And I drove an hour and 15 minutes out of the way. Oh, Actually, boy. not that far from probably where Slong is now that I'm thinking about it. Which means I was in stupid South Jersey, so you can guess how this went. This oh, dog boy. was advertised for the event. Okay? Advertised. Name in the newsletter. I was okay. like, I'm going to go meet this dog. They have this whole application, this whole matching system. I go there. I drive an hour and 15 minutes out of the way. I'm emotionally prepared for the fact that, like, I got there a half hour to the event. This dog is very cute. Perhaps it's already adopted. Emotionally prepared for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dog isn't on the lot. I'm like, okay. oh, bummer. But let me inquire to see what the deal is. Sure. The dog is in Texas, and they aren't processing applications for it. What? They, they like bring dogs from Texas, I guess, like from kill shelters or like unfavorable situations, and they bring them here. Right. That dog wasn't here. There were two like backup dogs, other dogs that I wanted to maybe meet in case whatever. They mm-hmm. also weren't there. And I was like, their names are on your whiteboard that's outside. They were on the newsletter. And then, no offense to the dogs that were there, but I was like, they just weren't my vibe of dogs. Like, it was a lot of, like, chihuahua mixes and, like, just dogs that, like, are not, like, Kate dogs necessarily. Right. And I was just like, I drove an hour and 20 minutes to meet a dog that you're not even processing applications for. And then the dogs that I was interested in that weren't there, they were like, well, what you can do is if you're a match, we can you can put a deposit down and then we give you it back if you're not interested when you meet them. I was like, I don't know what scam adoption agency you're running. Yeah, but like, fucked up. Usually those adoption events from my experience, when I got Buster, it was like, please take these dogs. Yeah. <laughs> what like, are you doing? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. So it was such a bummer, but... It was also okay because I had commentary the next day. So coordinating all of that would have been kind of a pain in the butt. And then I have an offsite for work 
this week uh, or next week coming up. And I was like, the timing of it would not have been great. I just really loved this dog. And I was like, well, I can still meet him when he arrives. But I was like, I don't want to adopt from these people. They seem like weirdo scam artists and are an hour and 20 minutes out of the way. Right. So I'll, I'll attend a different dog adoption event when the time is right with no expectations, because I do, I think that's a good way to go in. I can't, I can't get my heart broke like this again. (laughs) No, sort of fucked up. It really was. It was a very carny weekend between the dog situation and then going to work at an independent show. Yeah. It's very carny, but hey, you did it. I did. I got to bring this up to you because while you were working an independent show somewhere on Sunday, right? Yes. I'm going to use this term loosely. Friend of the Mark Order podcast, LSG, won uh, the interim uh, title for uh, WrestlePro, huh? Yes, he did, which is awesome. So that show, I think, was in Brooklyn, and he he beat Danny Moff, and I was like, I'm just glad he's not dead. Never mind. Yeah, and his chest isn't caved in, yes. He still, to our knowledge, has working organs in the chest area by the fact that he is Mm -hmm. alive. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome for him. We, I hope uh, I hope it's uh, clear that I'm I'm really joking when I do things. I'm like I'm gonna say this loosely, friend of the show. Like that's a gimmick. I'm, yeah. What you mean is associate. That's right. Uh, no <laughs> friends here. He's an acquaintance at best. Um, we certainly did not go to a baseball. Uh, no game with him. Matt no. did not take his shirt off. No. No, there's no photo photographic evidence of that on my phone. Ah, fuck you guys. He was a part of the Kate hot dog <laughs> scandal of 2021. Scandal? I mean, he's part of the he's he's the reason it exists. It's not a scandal. He or... called it out. He's like, Kate doesn't know how to eat hot dogs. And then we confirmed that when we went to a show and we had all you can eat hot dogs. You didn't know how to open the bun or eat it. And then you finally learned. From, by the way, from someone who eats bananas sideways, which is 10 times weirder than how I was eating a hot dog. I, listen, I can't confirm nor deny how he eats bananas because I've never seen LSG eat a banana. Thank God. But I can say I've seen you eat sure you now can. two hot dogs. And it was <laughs> wrong. What happened the second time? I don't even remember. You were trying to open the bun. You're like, the stupid bun won't open. And you're like ripping it open. Too much pressure because I keep getting scrutinized while trying to eat a snack. You were ripping the bun open from the side. And we pointed out to you, Kate, it's a split top bun. You literally just open it from the top like a little pocket. Yeah, but you know where we crushed it was? (laughs) Where were we? Long Island. Where we had, there was a lot of hot dogs and I had. <laughs> That's where you fucked up the bun. Was it? Yes. Where else would you have fucked up the I bun? I don't think I realized how many hot dogs we've eaten in this group. <laughs> Honestly, this was the second time I think we've been in a group and I've <laughs> eaten hot dogs with you people. But I think it's I certainly... got one in Newark too. The fact that you don't remember says something. <laughs> I remembered. I remember this time specifically. I was like, Kate, you are manhandling this fucking bun. I was so hungry, too. You just were like, I got to get this dog in me. I child in the car. It was a long oh my God. By the way, 
uh, Matt doesn't know this, but uh, his favorite uh, female uh, hip hop artist, Megan the Stallion, is the host and musical guest on SNL next week. So I hope he's tuned in. His favorite of all time. His favorite. He likes to call her Meg the Stallion, which Mrs. Money said he may be partially correct. That may have been her like first name. And I was like, we're no, not, it's... we're not here to give him. No, <laughs> no, way. no, 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 no way. Jose. By the way, since I since I did bring up WrestlePro, Kate, November 12th, are we going to Rawway? It's WrestlePro 100. CPA is wrestling a barbed wire match uh, <laughs> versus Sean Donovan. Wheeler Yuta is going to uh, going to be there with Brian Myers, uh, Kip Sabian, TJ Crawford. Uh, let's see, Matt McIntosh, Vargas, and Crowbar, friend of the Shining Wizards. Maybe we oh, should try yeah. to get to this show. November 12th? Yes. Let's do it. We can sit front row for 60 bucks if we're really trying to live the money life. The money life. Wow. I've gone, I think, twice, and I made Kevin get me a ticket <laughs> I mean, we, we could sit in the bleachers. That's usually what we do. We just sit in the bleachers. And last time, uh, last time uh, we were there, Mrs. Money asked to go because, uh, you know, her uh, boy toy was there. Denise. Mr. Niece. So, um, so, you know, um, speaking of niece, this is my update. So, you know, uh, Mrs. Money's been working, you know, working out with uh, Mr. Niece. Crushing it. She looks Crushing amazing. it. Yes, absolutely crushing it. Well, Kate, I got news for you. I've been niesed. You got niesed? I've been niesed. Oh my god. I'm on, I'm on the regimen. Okay. Well, I have a lot of questions. The first is Sure. Is this for your own health or is this because you're getting a little nervous about the relationship? I think it's a little column A, little column B. <laughs> Here to make sure everything's on the up and up. But I can tell you, well, do you have any further questions? Uh, I mean, that was by far the most important one. I figured. I figured. But, uh, when do you start? Oh, I started. Monday, oh my was, my, Monday okay. was my first day. I mean, I set this up. I submitted, uh, I think, uh, a thing on Saturday. And nice. it was like, hey, we'll, you know, we'll be in touch. Good and then... You. um. Or I submitted it maybe Friday, and then Saturday I got a message. Hey, this is Tony. Like I'd like to catch up with you. If Does he you know, give you a complimentary app when you sign up for his program because he should. He has enough to go around. So uh, I didn't get it yet. Um, I didn't get the app yet, but I'm working on. It. I said I need an app oh. and I want a V. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, G thirteen situation. Sure, we're keeping it above the belt, but you get to see just enough to turn that engine on. Um, I've heard someone refer to those as cum gutters. Cum gutters. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry to be crass, but it's so no, funny. <laughs> no. We'll make sure to um, snip that and send it to your cohorts over at the the Fight Club. Oh, um, they would have given shit. I'm sure that they would love you uh, on tape being like uh, cum gutters, just yelling cum Just gutters. look. I'm out here just um, yelling, I want to fuck Peter Avalon and say the word cum gutters. So there you there go. You go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, uh, so Kate, I, I submitted a, a little form on Friday. 
here's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Here's how you contact me. Right. And I said, my wife work, is working with you and I see the results and it looks great. So he said, your wife, that's my boo. So, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I get a, I get a text message and, uh, and I said to, to G like, Hey, check this out. I got a little texty and she goes, Oh yeah. That's like some, some that's not his number it's like just some number it's like a thing i'm like okay well how the fuck would you know but anyway she's like yeah it's not a thing i was like okay but i was like you know hey i got a little text hey this is tony and i was trading text because i wasn't available when he was trying to talk to me but i said i'll be available a little later on so if you want to talk you know let me know so saturday night we were heading down to see e-town concrete uh and um i get a phone call i pick it up we're in the car. I pick it up and it's Tony niece on the phone. And Mrs. Money is sitting there foaming at the mouth because she's <laughs> like, she's just like, I want to say hi, but I'm not going to say hi. And, uh, and we talked about, you know, the plan and stuff. And, and, you know, he said something like, yeah, I've been working with Gina, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, he was talking, he was talking about something and I said, yeah. Oh yeah. And he said like, she's doing, she's doing great. Um, you know, uh, she's really killing it. And I said, she's actually here if you want to say hi. And he was like, hey, Gina. And she's like, hi, Tony. I'm doing great. And he was Thanks. like, see you later. I mean, for your and next I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I got to talk to Tony Nice on the phone about so my cool, about my fitness plan and my nutrition plan. So this is week one. And I could tell you this. Monday was, uh, I want to say back in triceps yesterday was, uh, chest and biceps. And I could tell you this, uh, I definitely overdid it, uh, because like this arm, this is a pretty much, I really can't extend it too much further. I really fucked myself yesterday, (laughs) but, um, but it's a good, uh, it's a good plan. And, uh, and, um, you know, Mrs. Money even said like, uh, oh, uh, Eric Freed's ants the side piece in his own marriage. Uh, LOL. Uh, Kate, uh, we're going to put Eric Freed's on a timeout. We're not going to ban him. <laughs> um, no. So uh, so Mrs. Money even said, you know, what was great about that is it was all about you. Like it wasn't about, you know, I know you pitched it to me, but it wasn't about me. It was all about you. I was like, yeah, it was great. So he put together a plan. You know, and uh, we're working the plan and we'll see what happens in uh, approximately six to eight weeks. I will have one ab on my way to 18 like he has, I guess. So we'll see. That's awesome. I'm excited for you, man. Good. Chance. I've been niced. You got niced. I got niced. You've been niced, son. Yeah. And I certainly did not mention this podcast. <laughs> At no point was I ever like, yeah, I seen you wrestle and I do a podcast and we talk about you never getting the pin. And then Gina goes, well, he must have listened to you because on dark last night, he got the pin. I was like, that's right. But now he's a varsity athlete. It's not the same as premier athlete. It's true. It's true. And we'll talk about Mr. Nice again. I'm sorry. Coach Nice again. That's right. Uh, a little later on, we get into uh, to dynamite, but we've been bullshitting long enough. Kate, I thought you'd enjoy the fact um, that uh, that I've been niece. <laughs> and uh, just so everybody knows out there, this is uh, Mrs. Money words, not mine. 
don't you dare mention this to our trainer. <laughs> Nobody. Our trainer and not my lover. I'm at least glad we got that. But I know really what she was typing in. Uh, she was like, oh, delete, delete, delete. Uh, okay, trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, Kate. You guys, a transformative year in the money household. We actually went and worked out together last night, even though we're on sort of different. We were on the same, uh, the same, uh, like workout day, right? So it was, it was chest and biceps for both of us, but she's on like week, you know, whatever, 12 and I'm on week one. So the workouts were slightly different, but we were in the same group. And, um, what I did learn is, uh, we have completely different workout styles. And at the end of the workout, we were like, we're not going to do this again. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, well, I can't, I can't work out with anybody else. Never mind, Like a partner. No, thank you. I'm like, <clears throat> headphones in, don't talk to me. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, it's just, but it's just like, um, you know, uh, well one, we were on, we're on different, you know, weeks. So her workout was slightly different than mine. So we weren't together the whole time. But like, you know, I, you know, I, uh, Mrs. Money certainly doesn't rush through anything, but like sometimes she doesn't take a full break between sets. I take the full break. You know, I, I do a full warm up. you know, he says to do two warm up sets before you do your four sets of whatever, you know, I tend to do that. Sometimes she told me, she's like, I don't warm up a full 15 minutes before a workout. I maybe do 10, you know, I'll maybe jog a 10 instead of walk a 15 or, you know, I might do one warm-up set before something else like i just i follow exactly what's there so it takes me a little bit longer so you know um like and i said that too i was like i feel bad because i'm finishing up and you're all done like you're waiting for me to finish so so we won't necessarily and she also likes to go during the day and i'm like i'll go at midnight i don't give a shit like yeah you know, Those are the two me. times that I would go is middle of the day or midnight. I I wish I was a morning yeah. gym person. I've accepted I'll never be. And at rush, I just won't go. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was there Monday, like, I don't know. I want to say 7 to like 8.30. And when I got there around 7, it was pretty crazy. But I knew people weren't going to be doing the same stuff I was. Right. So it was pretty good. But then last night we actually went later. We went after baby money went to bed and um and it was like eight, eight fifteen. So I was like, oh, it'll be dying off. Cause last night it was dying off. Plus the Yankees were on. I'm like, nobody's gonna want to fucking work out. It was fucking packed. We did have to wait for for a couple things. Um I I would have sworn that it would have been dead. So, you know, I'll uh I'll go late night. I don't mind doing that. What's that? You do it all for the cum gutters, man. I, listen, got to get the V. I got to get the traps back. That's right. The, the lats back. Well, I never had lats, but I got to get the lats going. You know, I'm going to be like this all the way down the with the girl. into the cum gutters. <laughs> so. Oh, shit. Well, Kate, uh, it's been 40 minutes. We haven't really talked much wrestling. Let's talk a little bit of wrestling right now. I know you did your post show last week, so you mm-hmm. must have loved the fact that it started at midnight because Battle of the Belts went on at 11. Mrs. Money was also not thrilled because she was doing the special show here with me. Yes. Uh, and was like, midnight? Are we serious? And I was like, yeah, because we can't do it tomorrow. So we should just do it. 
It wasn't even that it started at midnight. It's that it was four hours of wrestling and most of it felt pretty inconsequential. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't kitchen battle. The belts didn't really do anything. I was just like, this is a lot of wrestling right. to talk about for nothing that really happened. Well, and that was, I didn't even, you know, I don't calculate SmackDown because I don't watch it, right? So you even, definitely have even Rampage and Battle of the Belts. It was like good matches, not a lot of movement, but right, yeah. I mean, and to be honest, I actually enjoyed Rampage. I think a lot more than I did Battle of the Belts. Um, I thought Rampage was a pretty good show. Things sort of went the way we thought they were going to go, but in some cases, it pushed the stories forward, right? Like Moxley and Claudio and Wheeler defeated Roosh and Private Party, right? That whole private party and, and um, you know, Andrade family office, whatever they're doing now, uh, the suspension office is, um, you know, that story advanced a little bit there, right? And Cesaro did, or Cesaro, Claudio, his, his fucking handles, Claudio CSRO. So I was looking at it. It's such a tough, it, up. I don't know why that's like been the hardest one for me to flip back. <laughs> But he did the, you know, swing with both of them. That was Crazy. really cool. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Neeson Woods defeating the Varsity Blondes and then throwing in the whole, um, you know, trademark thing. Yes. Uh, which we're going to talk trademark again later, which it looks like that's going to be the new gimmick for Smart Mark, which I fucking love. Really fun. It's so fun. Um, so that Dayton was also... Willow. Yes, Willow and uh well wait. Willow was no. in no Willow was later. That was on, did, that was on Battle of the Belts, that's right. We did get um we did get um uh the acclaimed uh uh arriving um uh at uh, Rampage. Um what else happened? I can't even remember. Eddie Kingston did his thing. Oh, Anna Jay and Tay Mello defeating Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Uh, and then the last match was uh, Death Triangle retaining their trios championships against the Dark Order. Now, you know, again, that story advanced itself a little bit, right? Using the ring bell uh, or the, the bell hammer. Yes. You know, so for me, Rampage worked. I It was entertaining. It was, you know, it advanced some of those stories. But yet again, Battle of the Belts is a show that doesn't need to happen. Like nothing happened that we need to care about. Pack retained his title. And I know we advanced that to tonight, right? So like there is a story being told there. He won with the ring bell again, back to back yeah, uh, with the bell hammer, whatever. So, you know, nothing happened in there. And then uh, the next match was um, uh, Jade versus Willow. And honestly, there was a moment at the end where I was like, holy shit, this is going to happen. And it didn't. <laughs> uh, and uh, then Nyla Rose sweeps in to take the belt. We'll talk about that later because I don't know what the fuck is happening. And then um, we had the uh, the uh, tag team match, FTR against the Gates of Agni. Entertaining match, but nothing changed hands so what is the point of this and again story advances a little bit here but like to what we've been seeing this happen on tv every week so kate the only reason i really want to bring this up not to necessarily 
you know, like dig deep into every match is like at this point, is there any reason anybody should even care about Battle of the Belts? Like they've shown it to us now. We've gotten what four of them. And I think on one show, one belt changed hands. Yes. And then it switched right back because that was the Christmas Cody Sammy thing. Yep. Uh, no, I mean, the short answer is no. <laughs> the short answer is no, there's not a reason to care about Battle of the Belts, except like Claudio and Takeshita was an incredible match, right? So sure. if you're looking for stuff of consequence, not really. It's just funny to have a special that's called Battle of the Belts where you know none of the belts are going to change. Now, I felt like twice, and we can get into this later because the ending of Dynamite Tonight definitely gave a lot of people what they wanted. But overall, I was like, I I think Tony Khan, his, the one perpetual weakness that I think we see in him is he gets so married to long-term plans, which is normally a good thing, right. that he never strikes while the iron is hot with certain people. And I feel like Dark Order, there was such a moment there for what right now is kind of meaningless titles. Like, just put them put them on him on Brody's anniversary and give them something to do. And Willow is just over like Rover. And I know that they're waiting till like 50 and 0 with Jade, probably for Chris Statlander. Like, that seems to be the handwriting on the wall. But like, sometimes you just got to do the thing that the crowd wants. Yeah. I feel like there's such an opportunity with Willow right there. And they didn't even announce that she got the graphic. Like they didn't even give her the graphic afterwards, which was such a bummer. I was like, well, she's not going to win, but they'll announce her and that'll be right. that feels good. There's just been a lot of that in AEW going on. And we could talk about that a little bit later. Like the end of the show, they kind of flipped the script on that, but I've just been like kind of since, and it's certainly not, it's not a bad wrestling show by any stretch of the imagination, but like, from Forbidden Door until now, we've been getting less of the, like, holy shit, I'm totally gripped. They're giving me what I want. Like, super hardcore. And it is getting, like, a little bit more heat-centric than I would like. Um, I think there's going to be payoffs for that. But it's right. just so many things. And I also, with, with the awareness of ROH is just floating there and a bunch of your top talent got suspended and there's no inclination about when you're going to get them back or what this investigation means. Like very aware of all of that, but at the same time, like, man, <laughs> there's a lot right. of stuff. Like we'll get into the Garcia stuff later, but I just didn't like that at all. Um, and, and this was a case where I don't think it's so funny. Cause it's like, I don't think keeping the belt on Jade or the belts on death triangle is a bad call. I just think you had opportunities. Sure that people would have like dark order winning would have been such a moment. Um, and like, now you could have told it if you're going to have Pac lose anyway, you could have had a really fun story of his downfall with that. Right. Of like, all the sure. he's double belted. And then a week later, he's no, no belts. Like there, there could be something really fun there. So I just feel like sometimes I feel like they nailed it with the acclaimed, like you kind of have to belt them right now, but I feel like, Sometimes he just kind of gets trapped in, in his box. However, long-term stories are my favorite thing in wrestling, but I, I think sometimes you just got to get a little better at calling kind of not audibles on, on the fly, but recognizing what's in front of you right now. Sure. A really, really good thing. So no complaints overall and some great in-ring that 
opener to Rampage was fantastic. Orange Cassidy and Pac was ridiculous. Um, but I, I, it was just a lot of hours of good matches where nothing really happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. It just, you know, for, for a show that you're calling battle of the belts, first of all, you're not even really putting the big belts on the line, right? You're putting sort of like smaller belts or interim belt, not interim, sorry, mid card belts on the line. Like FTR for the ring of honor belts. That's probably the biggest belt on the show, right? Everything else yeah. is sort of an interim um, or interim mid card. Jesus. I don't know why I keep saying interim, <laughs> but everything else is sort of mid card. So it's like, I just don't know. Like they want you to care about this show and then they don't book it until the week of, and it's always like lesser belts, like put your champion on this show. You know, I'll be honest, I, I don't think that they care about these shows anymore. They never draw well. This one drew like 312,000 people. I, I think they, they, I don't want to say thrown in the towel because it's not, you're not paying for it. I don't think it's supposed to be anything, but like these, these specials don't feel on par with winter is coming or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's right, not right. like, oh my gosh. And it's, what's funny is they've, handicapped themselves by forcing it to be like they could have they could have done Hobbs and Starks on this and it could have been half the show and been awesome or whatever you know what I mean yeah. like the fact yeah. that it is it has to be built is actually what's handicapping them so but I, I'm with you I these specials aren't like oh that's special it's just you know, Asian Joe said it. it's a financial obligation. That's it, which is yeah. true. It's part of the contract. But still, like, I'm sure that even though it might have drawn, like you said, 312K, right? Like, that's better than anything else they're going to put on a Friday night at 11 o'clock. Exactly. You know, it's better than fucking Captain America Civil War for the 20th time, you know, during the week. But give some reason to care about this show, you know, Agreed. you know. Again, listen, Eric Freed is saying, like, why couldn't Mox versus Hangman be on Battle of the Belts rather than a random Dynamite? Well, I think they held that one for Dynamite, one, because it's in Mox's city, two, it's on a Tuesday, not a Wednesday. So they have to give you something big to draw you to Tuesday because they're getting displaced because of the, the baseball playoffs. Um, which I do I, think, like, if Willow had just won, this is an entirely different conversation. You know what I mean? Or if they like, gave me just one title changing one hand, yep. I wouldn't be complaining. That's it. I mean, listen, the whole Jade thing we've talked about, I think they missed the boat on it. It it should have been Athena after Stack got hurt, right? And I think Stat maybe was going for that belt. Yes. 100%. But give it to Athena at the pay-per-view. Don't have her lose. And now we're sort of in this, what the fuck is going on? Willow was the one to do it. She's so over. She's the she's the underdog. She lost to her twice for this belt. So this is the third time. Give it to her. They didn't give it to her. So no. now Nyla comes in and steals it. And we'll talk about that as we get past the break. Because I'm just. Kate, we need to talk about that because I have no fucking clue what's going on. I mean, we'll talk about it. I mean, listen, like I said, overall, Kate. I think on the AEW side, you know, it was a pretty fun night of wrestling. The Battle of the Belts, though, show it's just not something you need to invest your time in really anymore. And I hate to say that because, hey, we do a bonus show when they happen, right? Of course. 
course. Yeah, like, we I just, want it's you to, just... we want you to listen to what we have to say about it, you know. But what's the point? You know. Yeah, but if your if your expectations are, I want a bonus episode of Rampage, which is essentially what this is. You're good. If your expectations right. are, I want a free TV special that's on par with when they've done Fight for the Fallen and St. Patrick's Day Slam and Winter is Coming, you're, you're going to be disappointed because what they're putting on there is three random belts. Not your, They're not leading with your best stories regardless, right? So, right. But it is kind of funny. Like, we saw a title change hands tonight, and I'm like, why don't you just do it at Battle of Belts? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, it could that match could have happened at Battle of the Belts, the one that happened tonight. It did. But, they could have just changed the ending. Well, I mean, it was Trent, right? So, oh, duh. What am I saying? Yes. Sorry. But, but still, you didn't have to have Trent. It could have been Orange Cassidy. It could have been Orange Cassidy, yeah. Like, you know, it is what it is. We're going to talk about Orange Cassidy and Pack because I was also surprised at where that took place on tonight's card. Um, you know, we'll talk about Dynamite. We're going to step away for a minute, though. Kate needs to change her mic settings from one penis head to the other. Um, We're also going to I've got to figure out the etymology of cum gutters. I've never heard that before, Uh, but I'm going to do some research on my side. Uh, And Kate uh, is going to learn about some of the other shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network that we're part of. You know that right for now. We're part of the network. What? Okay. So you still haven't learned, uh, but maybe this will be the lucky week. Maybe this will take. We are part of a network called the Shining Wizards Network. They're the uh, B show of their own network, which is why they're talking about selling it to us. And we're going to own the entire tape library. They will finally be under our thumb. And then we're going to burn some of the other shows that are part of the network. But we're going to keep some of the other ones that we really like. I mean, I think Cool Uncle Snowy's safe, quite honestly. So is Phil Rea. Well, he's but, the ambassador. Whatever you're gonna do. I mean, and uh, and Chape, uh, they're both <laughs> gonna make the make the cut. But we're gonna take a step aside uh, while Kate listens to some of the uh, some of the some news and notes about the other shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network, and we'll be back to talk about Dynamite. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb, and every week we bring you a fistful of metal. 
including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? All right, we're back here on the... uh... Mark Order Podcast, part of the Shining Wizards Network, for now. And, uh, Kate, before we move on and talk about Dynamite, I just want to remind the people they can find the Mark Order Podcast on our social networks at Mark Order Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, you know, all those sorts of places. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to support us, for free. This won't cost you anything. It's going to cost me something, but you nothing. Uh, you can go to our social accounts and in our profiles, we have our link tree up. Uh, click that link tree. Go to the first button to request some free stickers. Uh, just give us your name, your full mailing address, and the country you live in. So I'm sure I'm putting the right postage on these things. And then you will get 
your Mark Order podcast stickers in the mail. You'll get a few of these babies, version one and version two, uh, to share with your friends or hoard all to yourself. We don't suggest you deface property, but if you do, well, take a picture. I don't know. There you go. Um, yeah, so you can do that for free. We'll take care of the shipping, the handling. No, 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 no. If I was going to do installments, there would be interest. Trust me. That's fair. That's how I make my money. <laughs> um, but yeah, do that for free. Uh, it won't cost you a thing. Uh, like I said, it's going to cost me a ton of money because these things are flying off the shelves. I spend a lot in postage, Kate, a ton in postage. All these, for us, all for you people out there. These stickers are made of lead, Kate. Lead. Lead stickers. They're heavy. Cowards not putting lead in their paint anymore. We put it in your stickers. Seriously. I mean, and then if you eat the stickers, trust me, you're going to feel it. Like Superman. So, Kate, let's talk about dynamite. Okay. Let's dive in head first in the shallow end. So we're really going to hit our, you know, Uh-oh. knock our blocks off. I broke my neck. Well, that's not good. Learn to dive in shallow water. Uh, that way you don't break your neck. But Kate, this opened up with um, with a new member of the All Elite crew, Renee Paquette, making her entrance and greeting the Toronto crowd before introducing Christian Cage for an interview. And let's pause there real quick, Kate, because this was news that broke right before dynamite tonight um obviously i think a lot of people were talking about it over the weekend i think we might have even talked about it on friday night but um word had been going around that people at the wwe believed renee paquette was set to join john moxley in aew she had apparently rumors where she had talked they had reached out to her and she said nope i'm not interested and sure enough tonight uh tk broke the news uh before dynamite debuted in her home country of canada or I'm sorry, Canada. Um, and he said, welcome to the team. Renee Paquette is all elite. See you soon coming up at 8 p.m., blah, blah, blah. And she is full graphic. So Renee is there. Uh, and it looked like, you know, the funny thing, Kate, is to be super honest, I really didn't uh, think she was going to appear tonight. I thought it was just like, hey, she's with us. And we'll sort of bring her into the fold next week. I didn't. I had no idea that she was going to be there tonight. Canada to Ohio, a pretty you can bank on that. <laughs> she's sure. through both of those appearances, I think. But oh, mama, does she look amazing? I yeah. was like, she's like the prettiest person in the world. She looks great, and you know, people. I feel like I had seen some people being like, she got the graphic. Like, what you know, what is that why and it's like she's she's i think if you ask me kate she's a celebrity i think this is a huge deal for them right this was somebody who is heavily involved backstage and doing sort of interview stuff and you know um you know those spots backstage at the wwe she clearly knows what she's doing there she maybe opens them up to being able to do some sort of show like they did with a uh with the e where what was it on Fox sports, Fox right? Man, they would yeah. sit down. Maybe they'll do something like that. Maybe they'll do the, the pre-shows they'll do sort of like a round table. Like she was doing at the WWE. She opens them up to that. But then I also had said when we were talking about it here with Mrs. Money, 
I said, maybe this is how they fill the void of Brandy and, uh, and, and Cody. Maybe they build a reality show around this. Cause I think they want, you know, I think Turner discovery, Warner brothers, whatever their goddamn name is anymore. Um, I think they're, they're going to want to look for content. That's going to fill that gap. So, so maybe this is a way to do that. She, this is all upside for, for AEW as far as I'm concerned, because She's phenomenal at her job. They don't have someone in this like uh, reporter-ish role of being able to do pre-shows, post-shows, whatever. Um, and she has her cookbook too. She yep. is doing work with the Bengals. She had, before she was in WWE, done traditional sports reporting. So I think, you know, there's a lot of avenues that they can cross. She had a very brief stint on Total Divas, and she has spoken out about how she absolutely hated it. So I wouldn't expect to see maybe that, but I think, because I and I think they already might have those commitments earmarked. I know there was talk of like a Darby Allen doing insane shit show, and um, sure, Swerve I think was thrown out there too. Swerve of anybody, my God, absolutely should be. But uh, but yeah, so I think. If they do, I, I think both of their personalities are are great. Like I, I think they could definitely capture that audience. I I just think no matter where they put her, the only thing that she wasn't like incredible at, I feel like, was when she was on WWE commentary. But when you hear stories of WWE commentators, I feel like there's not a lot of people that can be great at that job when Vince was at the helm because he's just in your ear constantly. So right. I don't think you're, I think it makes it very difficult to give an authentic performance, but I, I feel like somebody doing what she's capable of doing is just all, all a win, all a win, no offense to Dasha or anybody like that, but she just has such an incredible grasp on so many sides of the business that aren't in ring. Yeah. <laughs> and and she can help those people too, right? Like she can yeah. maybe help Dasha you know, move along. And, and again, Dasha's sort of do, does a lot of the like, um, not pre-show, but they'll do sort of like right before they go on air, they'll do the YouTube thing sort of like about what's yes. coming. Dasha will do it. You know, she can help Dasha with that stuff. Dasha also does a Spanish commentator uh, commentary sometimes, I think. And she also does ring announcing when, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when they need it. So, um, she can certainly help out with that. Uh, some interesting things in the comments. Asian Joe says, uh, I now want an AEW YouTube show hosted by Renee and Danhausen. That would be fun. Cabbage Sensei, love the name, says, uh, Renee and RJ City is the duo I want to see. That would also be very fun. Delightful. Very fun. So that's all. Uh, that's upside. Big news tonight for AEW. So she introduces Christian Cage. He says that it feels great to be back in Toronto and is the face of not only the city of Toronto, but the country of Canada. He guarantees a victory tonight. Locked it in 100%. It's like, you know, um, oh, what did he say? It was some sort of reference to Toronto sports, either the Blue Jays or the Maple Leafs. I don't remember. Um, I was doing some other stuff, but he introduces uh, Luchasaurus, and now we're into Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Luchasaurus. Uh, Jungle Boy comes out obviously after Luchasaurus, and he sees uh, he sees Zaddy Christian sitting at uh, sitting at commentary, and Christian sort of like looks like he's gonna bolt. So that's always fun. 
Uh, and cutting to the end, Kate, um, not going to lie, little surprise, Luchasaurus wins by pinfall with a wrist clutch burning hammer. That's what is noted here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the snare trap uh, wouldn't get him, uh, wouldn't get Luchasaurus. And, uh, you know, uh, Christian Cage sort of threw some shenanigans in at the end. Uh, but still, uh, you know, just sort of surprised that Luchasaurus goes over here tonight. I guess they're going to continue to advance this story. I maybe waiting for Christian to be cleared to wrestle again. I don't know how long that would be, but like, I'm sort of done with this. We can move on. I want to see Jungle Boy do other stuff. What did you think? Ah, I hated the booking. The match was decent enough. I don't really have a vested interest in Luchasaurus, as we've talked about on here before extensively, but I, I don't know. You look at like the pillars, right? And MJF's kind of the only one that feels like it anymore as of right now. Like this story has dragged on for so long <laughs> and I don't, you had Christian just squash the hell out of him and you're having Luchasaurus right. go over here. I'm like, I just don't get it. Like I, I hate this booking. Um, It feels it feels like the the one story WWE told with baby faces, which is you lose a bunch as an underdog um, to eventually get your one victory in a place that matters. And it, it it's an effective story a lot of times, and it should be an effective story for Jungle Boy. We're just long in the tooth with some of these stories, and and this is one of them. I think it got truncated a little bit by the, the Christian injury, for sure. But I just... We had the the Luchasaurus double turn. We get another double turn later. Like we're running so many of the same playbooks. It's getting a little stale for me, but match right. was decent enough. Jungle boy is always going to be impressive in the ring. Luchasaurus can do some really cool stuff for a big dude, but I'm just very, I, I don't understand why this needs to go to another pay-per-view cycle. Like it, that seems kind of yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. I, I just, um, there are other better things. Jungle boy could be doing. He should absolutely be like in a secondary title picture. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He could certainly be in uh, some sort of title hunt for, well, we don't necessarily want him to see, want him in that TNT title hunt right now with Wardlow, right? Like, I, you know, he could take it off Wardlow, but I don't know if I want to see that, right? Um, I want to see that match though. Jungle Boy and Wardlow. Like that yeah. would be, that'd be a cool match. He doesn't even have to win it, but like, yeah, it would be the placement of the, the card he's he's at like this feels like it's holding him back rather than moving him forward right and um you know i I just don't know if they're waiting on christian uh but i'm ready to move on like i'm with you the 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 double turn on luchasaurus to me felt really weird um i don't know what i don't know what else we're waiting for unless uh, kate unless this pays off with a marco stunt re-signing well, um, yeah, but that should be for the world title. You know well, that mean? would be for every title that they have in yeah. AEW, even the women's titles. Both um, women's titles, ROH women's title. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of them. You have 17 titles. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. think we agree on that. But yeah, of course. Moving on, Kate, your buddy. Talk about it, What's it's, that? It's a shame that Matt's not here to talk about it because he would be more excited about that than anybody. Yeah, he would. I don't know where Matt is. Oh yeah, he's serving a suspension. Um, 
Kate, your buddy Stokely Hathaway and all ego Ethan Page uh, are being interviewed backstage. And Stokes Stoke says he purchased Private Party's contract to free them just like Matt Hardy wanted. And Matt gets in uh, all ego's face and challenges him to a match with their contracts on the line tonight. But Page says he should uh, let his boys fight on their own. And he's challenging Isaiah Cassidy to a match on Rampage. And if uh, Ethan Page wins, uh, or I'm sorry, if Cassidy wins, they're out of her contracts. But if Ethan Page wins, the firm will also get Matt Hardy's contract. And Hardy accepts but gives uh, Isaiah Cassidy a little pep talk before going into break. So, Kate, where are we going? Where <laughs> This is another one. Where the fuck are we going? Do we care? Like, I just want this to to end. Uh, I like the framework of it. I don't like who's involved. I the idea of a manager purchasing contracts is so old school, right? Like I, I feel like managers because there was no competition for WWE and Vince has no idea how to or hates using managers. Um, alongside the the death of effective managers was also the death of them purchasing contracts, right? That's right. That's a, a realism thing that I very much like. I like Stokely just trying to expand his empire. I think that's fun. I This Hardy family office stuff I feel like has never worked and they just are keep beating the dead horse with it. I feel like Private Party is a perfect fit for ROH tech mm-hmm. if that happens. But it's like we're just kind of in a holding pattern. At the same time, I'm glad that they're being used more. I think they're a really good tag team. I just feel like the creative direction of this is not great, but I do like seeing talent that wasn't being used, being like used on my television now. That's, that's yeah. a thing. I, I have no problem I'm with sick of the Hardy family office stuff. Yeah. I, I have no problem with Stoke and Ethan page and like, you know, private party being used. Like, I don't have a problem with that stuff. It's just this story. Yeah. I okay. really am tired of the story. Like, it is stale at this point. Mm-hmm. Stale is even putting it lightly, but you know, it, it's super stale because it never really felt like it found its footing ever. And they just kind of keep, and like we had the Hardy brothers run and then Jeff went away and then we kind of just reverted back to this. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Yeah. It, it, to me, this, um, this needs to sort of wrap up, <laughs> like either put them with Stokes firm and they're miserable or, you know, cut them loose and um, and let them do whatever they're going to do. So, okay, we go to commercial. We get back from commercial, I should say, and QT Marshall is making fun of War Joe's tag team name um, in the ring, and that causes uh, 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 War Joe to come out. And so we get the factory, uh, Nick Camarado and QT Marshall versus War Joe, that's Samoa Joe and Wardlow, for those who don't know. And uh, the factory tries to kind of jump out early. Doesn't really happen. Wardlow win by submission with the Cobra Clutch from Samoa Joe on Nick Camarado. And then Joe grabs QT after the match and throws him over um, for the Powerbomb Symphony. But Prince Nana and the Embassy make their entrance, and Nana asks the crowd to take a look at War Joe, he says they stuck their nose in embassy business. And then Brian Cage says nobody wants to see Wardlow powerbomb QT Marshall. Nobody wanted them sticking their nose in embassy business when they were attacking FTR last week. 
Um, and that's uh, they also he also says, I don't even know if FTR is here tonight. I haven't seen them. Um, and if it was up to him, they wouldn't be allowed in Canada. Well, that's enough to get FTR to show up. Uh, and uh, Dax um, uh, says there's three of them, uh, them meaning uh, Prince Nana's team, the Gates of Agni and Brian Cage. Um, so, um, you know, uh, he can't ask uh, Warjo to work on Friday because they just had a hell of a match. So they have a perfect partner in an Ontario native and rampage starts at what time Kate? 10, a perfect 10, a perfect 10. And they say he's the pinnacle like that of professional wrestling. And that's when Sean Spears comes out to a very large pop and marches down to the ring. He's able to throw Aaron solo into the ring for the big rig. And we're out. So Friday night we'll get FTR and um, and Sean Spears making his return uh, against uh, the Gates of Agony and uh, uh, Brian Cage. Who better? Um, so Kate, I guess what did you did you like the match? Even though it was just really like a squash match. Did you did you enjoy the match? And did you like the reemergence of Sean Spears? Because that made me happy. The reemergence of Sean Spears made me happy. Match was fine. I don't mean to be like so sour tonight, but at the same time, Sean Spears and Wardlow hated each other. Like there was the whole accountability thing. I guess there, if they justify it on Friday, I'm fine with it because it's supposed to be something that's taking place on Rampage. But I'm like, the last time these guys were on screens, they were on opposite sides of the same feud. Like what? <laughs> right. You have to do the creative work to get us there. So I hope Friday they say like, "Hey, MJF was the shithead in all this, huh?" But very, very excited to see Sean Spears on my television. Like, I feel like he was doing such a good job as in the mm-hmm. MJF accountability buddy lackey role. I think he's a really good wrestler. I feel like both in WWE and AEW, he wasn't fully getting his due. So right. I'm very, very glad to see him on television. I also am like. I like the Warjo thing. I get the mini two-man power trip thing. Warjo hasn't had a singles feud, like a proper feud, basically his entire run. And I like kind of want him to have a, a feud. And he was doing an open challenge. Now that open challenge is a tag run. Like, uh, this is another thing that just feels kind of messy. But I do mm-hmm. like Samoa Joe and Warjo as a tag team, obviously. Like, how, what isn't fun about that? Yeah. Listen, I don't have a problem with Sean Spears. Uh, yeah. I I thought he was being used great as MJF's right hand, like you said, uh, the accountability buddy. I guess maybe everything's squashed with Wardlow right now, but um, I I really thought that this was fun. He's you know he's a Canadian boy, so of course he's going to get a pop from the crowd, um, you know. And I think that that it could be a fun match. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe Sean Spears gets a little extra time now. Um, I'm not going to complain about seeing Sean Spears on TV. No, he's awesome. That makes he's me happy. Great. So, Kate, moving forward, Jericho and 2.0 are interviewed backstage. Uh, Parker says Brian Danielson is garbage and uh, made this personal by trying to poach Daniel Garcia and breaking up, uh, break up their happy family. Ma- Matt Menard 
calls Garcia out and says uh, they served him uh, a giant steaming pile of humble pie. And Chris Chris Jericho says Daniel is family to them. And Danielson looked uh, forced him to hurt his little brother last week. Garcia hasn't been returning calls or texts. And tonight he's going to be the Lionheart and out wrestle and out left or out fight, excuse me, Brian and leave T dot. I didn't know that was a slang term for Toronto, but I guess it is. He said, he's going to leave T dot the ring of honor world champion still. Um, so Kate, we're clearly just building to this match tonight. Um, you know, I like that they're doing the Lionheart thing cause they're in Canada. So we'll talk about that stuff as we get there later. But, did you did you think at this point in the night, hey Danielson's taking this? Uh, at this point, I thought it was a possibility. When I saw the placement on the card, I was like, Jericho's going over. And I I guess because they were in Canada, I figured that Jericho was probably going to retain. But I at least thought there was a possibility that yeah. Danielson might win. Yeah. It was just, um, I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, he's coming on a little too strong now. I feel like Danielson can go over because he's a little cocky, right, and arrogant. Um, And usually that doesn't always pan out. But we'll get there. We'll talk about it. We go from that into daddy-ass Billy Gunn, Kate's favorite wrestler to see on television, versus Shane Swerve Strickland. Cutting to the end here. Swerve Strickland wins by pinfall with a lateral press. He had a, a handful of ropes there, Kate. Sure I know they did. did com- a commercial during this too. Um, so he gets the win, but he cheats. Now here's my, qu- well, two questions to you, Kate. One, what'd you think of the match? And two, what happened to the referees being held accountable for missing calls? Thank Remember you. That? Two weeks ago. A squashed rough spot. How new and exciting. Well, not here, but, um, but I mean, I'm even just talking like, hey, remember Paul Turner overturning the the match? Yeah, with Guevara and Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, um, like, um, not squashed ref, but like another, like they bury their own refs constantly. Oh, oh, they look yes. like idiots. Sorry. You know what I mean? But. Yep. Match was way too long. It's 2022, man. Billy Gunn shouldn't be on my TV at all. Never mind having like a 10-minute match with Swerve Strickland. Swerve definitely shouldn't need to cheat to beat Billy Gunn. Like sometimes heels are just the better wrestler than the face on a night like that. And the fact that he would have to cheat to beat Billy Gunn is stupid. Now, you could kind of say he didn't need to. He just had the opportunity to because like... Mm -hmm. It's there, right? It's the logical thing to do in that situation. But uh, this was never going to be for me. I feel like it's as crowded as the roster is. Billy Gunn being on my television. Just fight the acclaimed one-on-one, man. Like, just give me Swerve versus Bowens. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) To me, the only thing this is doing is furthering the fact that, you know, Swerve's, Swerve's heel turning. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, and that swerve in our glory is probably a thing of the past at this point. Um, But yeah, like I don't. Excuse me, I don't need to see daddy ass wrestling swerve Strickland. And not for um, this long. 
No, no. But here's here's where the fun happens, Kate. Post-match, the acclaimed come down the ramp because they weren't there all night to check on Daddy S. And they're going to scissor, okay? To which um, I think it was Taz said something like, you know, this whole scissoring thing, everybody's doing it. Men, women, they're all scissoring. <laughs> um so it's just really funny. I hope they know what they're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you hope that they well, maybe, understand yeah. what's going on, and they certainly have to. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, the fun stuff. Kyle K. Sparks says you and I have very different definitions of fun. And well, this was fun to me because I love what's going on. As they're about to scissor, Smart Mark Sterling comes down with trainer, my coach Tony Nice. Um, and he says that the claimed must have got uh, must have been ignoring their email because he's got a very important document. Tony says that it's been issued by the greatest country in the world. That's the United States of America, who gets a lot of booze in Canada. And Sterling says he has the copyright to the phrase scissor me in all of pro wrestling. So. He makes all the money from their merchandise and they can't even say, uh, you know, the acclaimed can't even say it anymore or else they're going to get in trouble. They go to scissor anyway. And Mark Sterling tells them to stop before uh, deciding to tell them to do it and he'll sue them. But actually, uh, maybe they can work something out until then. He asked daddy niece to scissor him. So I'll say this. Um, I did ask Mrs. Money on Friday night. I think I called niece, daddy niece, and Mrs. Money said, "Uh, uh, uh it's daddy Christian. It's not daddy niece." But now yeah. she's like, "I think it's daddy niece." Kind of has to be by now the that call. she heard it. Transferred of property. Uh, so Kate, I thought this was fun because I really like this gimmick of stealing the copyright. Um you know, or the trademark. Uh, I think it was a copyright. Sorry. Yeah. I just said it was a copyright and I'm like, Oh, I don't think that's right. Um, so I like this out of uh, smart Mark Sterling. I don't know why Tony niece needed to be there with him besides for Mrs. Money to get hot and bothered, but I thought this was a lot of fun. Kate, where do you think they're going with this? Oh, I think it's a lot of fun. I smart Mark is very polarizing for some people and I, I get the other side of it, but I think he's, a blast. This does feel like it's a little bit out of the Stokely uh, playbook of him trademarking Chuck Taylor's name, but yeah. I think it's it's so fun because it's just like a a shitty heel manager device that somebody like Smart Mark, who's a lawyer, could use. Like all of that lines up. He's he's dealing with law. Trademark law could certainly fall under that. Um, and it's it's taking away the most over thing maybe in all of wrestling right now right like that's just everything yeah. is the most over thing in wrestling so uh i i think it's all in, in good heel fun but there's there's people that find smart mark to not be their taste but i i love smart work i think it's a blast yeah this angle to me is fun i'm interested to see where it goes mrs money said they're definitely gonna fight over this trademark right and i was like i don't think they would do that at a pay-per-view this has to be a real sort of tag team defense at the pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, maybe they do something stupid like winner gets the trademark, right? Mm -hmm. um, they could always do something like that. So I also just loved that he was like, you can't even say it because that's not yeah. how 
copyrights and trademarks work at all, but it was just such a funny, like, you're not even allowed to say it actually very much popped me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a very fun segment for me. So take that Kyle K sparks. <laughs> um, after that MJF is interviewed backstage, but before he can explain last week, Stoke rolls up to crow about them beating Wheeler Yuta. Um, and then Max makes uh, like it's all fun and games, but says daddy has uh, to put Stokely on a timeout and he's got two strikes. So if he does it again, he's fired. And for job security purposes, he should get his uh, Carlton Banks ass wardrobe out of his shot. A uh, bye bye. And uh, MJF goes on to say that, uh, you know, as for Regal, the villain uh, in the in this world, uh, he's about as villainous as Mary Poppins. Uh, so MJF doesn't give a shit about the old guys or the past. Um, MJF does say that he's broken his hand many a time, um, punching his own reflection. And if you don't like him, he doesn't like you either. But that's uh, what it takes to become world champion. And he will become world champion because he's the man with the plan, the man with the chip, and the man who's guaranteed talent, uh, who is a a generational, sorry, guaranteed, a generational talent. He's also that. He is. (laughs) Um, So, Kate, Stokely Hathaway getting into some trouble, a little too big for his britches here. Maybe you should uh, shoot a message over to Stoke and be like, hey, man, cool your jets. I think if MJF keeps this up, he should put Sean Dean in his stable because MJF can't beat Sean Dean. We know this. Um, kind of liked this from MJF. Him talking about basically hating himself was how I took the the breaking the mirror thing. Um, but this was this is all good fun. I think that it's good to have that distinction between like. The firm is not MJF's group. The firm is hired guns. And right. like, I, I like them reinforcing that clarity quite a bit. So a good yeah. segment. Yeah. I thought it, it was, was very Carlton Banks esque shirt. So yes, he is uh, wearing that Carlton uh, Banks ass wearing wardrobe. There you go. Do the Carlton. You're going to get sued probably. by him now. Ugh, by smart mark. Probably he probably trademarked well, it. Very true. Very true. Uh, so Kate, uh, we go to commercial and, uh, come back and Shivani introduces John Moxley for an in-ring interview. Um, and Mox says it's good to be back in Toronto after three years. And for those, uh, three years, he's been the AEW world champ. Um, they've, uh, come, f- uh, from far and wide, all shapes and sizes and styles, uh, to try and knock him down off the mountain, but they ain't. Uh, walked a mile in his shoes and being the world champ isn't fun in games. It isn't easy. And uh, everybody wants something from you. Um, he goes on to add more, but I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says, uh, God damn, he loves this job. And he brings, um, he brings out uh, the cowboy hangman, Adam page. So enter hangman. And he made a couple nice references here. Kate, um, he said he watched uh, Mox the past three years. He's come to respect who he is in the ring and as a person. And there have been times in the past three years when he's looked at Moxley and seen the kind of man he want he wanted to be. 
Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find the exact quote. He said something about, uh, you know, I tried to win the trio champions with my friends, but now it seems like every week they're away, uh, or they're, they're not away. I'm sorry. Every week they disappear. And he said, Oh, my other friends, uh, they, they're just nowhere to be found or nobody knows what happened to him. He basically put it, you know, in such a way where you knew he was talking about, uh, you know, the the bucks and Kenny. Yep. Uh, but he says that, uh, he's anxious and he's ready to go. So he wants to start this fight. Um, uh, but you know, they're obviously not having this fight tonight. So, uh, we move on to our next match, but Kate, um, you know, this match is going to take place between Moxley and hangman next Tuesday on a special dynamite. Uh, this is going to stay on Mox. Is this, is that what you, well, I think it's going to stay on Mox. Do you think it's going to stay on Mox? I do because there's such a story there already with MJF and Mox Mm -hmm. about him using the paradigm shift and MJF's one title shot that he had was against Mox. So I think them, there being a natural story there is awesome. Uh, it's awesome that Mox is willing to work to the pay-per-view cycle if that's the case, because he was supposed to be on vacation right. and like a six week one, I think. So yeah, that's just great work. And I'm sure in news and notes, we'll talk about his contract extension, but yes. um, very, very cool. That'll be a great story. It was a great match the first time around and I'm looking forward to it likely again. Um, but I'm also looking forward to Mox and, and Hangman. So that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, as we said, Tuesday night dynamite next week. It's special for the, um, for the baseball game. They're moving it to Tuesday. I also think hangman losing makes sense here because it sounds like he's on a downward spiral. Like you're being like anxious and not being able to sleep and being depressed, but still showing up like that almost feels like an emotional version of Mick Foley or something, right? Like Mick Foley's whole thing was you can't kill him, but he keeps getting back up. Like the anxious millennial cowboy is having his emotional downfall and and getting back up. So him losing also makes sense to further that progression, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Let's see. We move on out of this kit into our uh, ring of honor world championship match. I was a little surprised that this came on at the midway mark in the card. I thought this was going to be the headliner. Um, but it wasn't. So as soon as that happened, I was like, Orange Cassidy's winning and Jericho's winning. <laughs> as soon right. as I saw that, I was like, well, the, the ladies ain't closing the show. No. So, um, so, uh, I think we said it American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus the Lionheart, Chris Jericho. And cutting to the end of this, Chris Jericho is able to win by pinfall with a lateral press to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Now, how did we get there? Um, Jericho's got uh, Matt Menard and and um, uh, uh, I can't remember. Cool uh, hand Luke. Cool hand Ange. Ange. That's it. I always <laughs> want to say like Madman Ange or something like that. Cool hand Ange. So he's got them ringside, and at one point they start to get uh, they start to get involved, and the referee has his back turned, um, and um, they eventually Kate, this is where we had the match or I'm sorry, the referee knocked out of the match. Paul Turner does get knocked out of the ring. Uh, so, um, Jericho's looking to use the belt, uh, on, uh, on Danielson, but Danielson also has, uh, you know, 
some some uh, weapons to use uh, in his arsenal. Um, he hits the Busaiku knee. Um, you know, we're kind of like on our way to getting, you know, uh, uh, a new champ. But then Garcia comes out to stop Jericho from using the title on Garcia or on Garcia on uh, Danielson. And then Garcia turns and uses his belt on Danielson. Um, and now we've had a double turn, I suppose, or, uh, a very quick turnaround turn to where, um, you know, it looks like Daniel Garcia is sort of staying with, uh, with, uh, the Jericho appreciation society because post-match he embraced Jericho and the 2.0, um, and, um, yeah, I mean, he's about to sort of like cheers with their titles, but. Kate, here's what I'm trying to sort of put together here. Okay, because my head hurts now. <laughs> talking Mine about this. too, man. Why, why, uh, why are we doing this with Garcia at this point? Like, either leave him and let him, you know, flourish or take him, take him out. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't under, what are we doing? Tell me what we're doing, Kate. I'm going nuts. Well, it's a Jericho stable storyline, so it has to go three months longer than it should have oh. as, as a matter of principle. But hey, I hated that. Um, the Lionheart thing is cool, but also not that unique because we just saw it like a couple months ago. Right. So that wasn't like a big reveal to me right. in any way. I don't understand why Danielson is losing on television. I don't understand why a company that has 480 belts can't find a way to put one on Danielson. That seems insane. Um, right. It feels like Danielson's just kind of a guy there right now, which is bananas. I mean, until the bell rings, obviously. Right. Insane. But the only thing I can think of that could salvage this in any way, because I don't think there's any juice left in him going back to the sports entertainer side, is maybe Garcia doesn't want to deal with either of them. Um, right. It kind of goes out on this lone wolf idea because he did hit both of them with the belt. So, mm -hmm. but like, I'll tell you what I don't need. I don't need a triple threat about it. No, not at all. Um, I don't think Garcia is someone that needs to be in a stable. I think he could definitely be a very strong standalone singles competitor. And I think he can deliver some great promos from what we've seen so far. So if that's the way they want to let him fly. That's fine. But like, I hated this route to get there. I thought it was really, really poorly done. I think Danielson looks weak. I think he looks stupid for not having seen the possibility of this coming. I'm so sick of incompetent referees. Mm -hmm. um, Jericho, it's so funny because I feel like Jericho is probably one of the most selfless in-ring workers I've ever seen in my life. But right. the booking has him so protected, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. This is nuts. It's oh, I, didn't, um, I didn't like it. The match, and this is the theme of the night for me. The matches were decent enough, and this one I thought was really good. Brian Danielson said it. How much? Yeah. Playing, but like, right. The payoff for this is not good. What I said to Mrs. Money is, oh, he's blasting Gar uh, Danielson in the face, but he's got to turn around and also blast Jericho in the face, just because of where I think I feel like the story's going, but. I'm with you, kid. I think there's something else that's going to come and turn him against the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think it's probably going to be something where he decides, like, you know what? I don't want to be a sports entertainer, but I'm the one who wants to win that title for Ring of Honor. 
right? Like start his legacy or something like that. Like to me, that makes sense, but there's just too many variables to sort of too much. dig through to try to figure out where we're going to get. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Kate, this is the other thing that I'm kind of like, what are we doing? Nyla Rose gets interviewed backstage with the TBS championship around her waist. And Renee points out that she's not actually the champion, but Rose says she is the law and position is nine tenths of the law. Ergo, she's the law. I don't know. Um, that's when Anna J rolls up to challenge Nyla to a match on rampage so she can win and show Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill what a, uh, a real champion looks like. And, um, Nyla Rose says that if she shows up on Friday, she's going to whip her ass and we go to break. But Kate, what, what in the actual fuck is going on? Because nobody's a champ um and we're fighting for a belt that isn't somebody's belt like can you figure this one out this is more confusing to me i think than what's going on with jericho and garcia i think what it's supposed to do and they can get there they have to clean some stuff up to do it but i think they're just trying to turn nyla face and I think they're trying to do that before she goes into a proper title match with Jade. I think her having the title and facing Anna Jay, like she's facing a different heel. This allows Jade to come in, take the title back, beat the hell out of Nyla with it, whatever. Like you can make it work. And I feel like the point of this is Nyla should be a face. Her personality is the like the best. She's so funny. She's so great on Twitter. Um, she's been really funny in promos before. Like, I, I think this is to get her face before she has the title match with Jade. And this opens the door for Jade to come get her belt back, beat the hell out of Nyla with it. Anna Jade can get a win, whatever. Um, but it's a real weird way to get there. I think that yeah. nine minutes of the law thing was supposed to be like a nod to something Canadian would be my guess. I don't know what it was in reference to, but, um, well, Possession is nine tenths of the law. There you go. So I <laughs> well played by her in that way, but it's a certainly a weird way to get there, but I, I get what it's doing. And I'm trying to leave patience because I've been whining about change for a really long time and they mm -hmm. are trying to get more women on TV and try things that are different. So even when they don't work, I feel like in some ways it's a victory because they're still, they're still trying to make things go in a direction that works. So, um, but it, it's a wacky one. It's a wacky one. <laughs> For sure. It's just weird. And, and Mrs. Money even said to me, is Jade hurt? And I was like, not to my knowledge. Like, I don't think so. She looked fine in that match with Willow. She actually, that was one of her better matches. I think was with Willow. Yeah, I agree. So it's kind of like, well, they can't they can't be shelving her for like injuries or something like that. Just like I that's never, I think the bigger part. Like, why are we doing this? I never want to speculate on it, anything ever, but uh you can't go into Canada if you're not vaxxed. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, a couple absences tonight might have had to do this. Okay. 
that could explain it. Complete speculation on my part. Could explain it still, but speculation. Um, Kate, we're into our women's match at the normal proper time in the evening. It's uh, like the 930 death slot, and it's a tag match. It's Sheeta and Tony Storm versus Team DMD. That's Britt Baker, uh, uh, Jamie Hayter, um, and um, yeah, I mean, this match, uh, I could tell you this. Kate uh, won't tell you this, but she told me she went to the bathroom, so she read about it, um, even in her own home. She's like, I'm letting you know I'm going to the bathroom. You know, send me a link to the write-up or something. I did get a text from somebody who was there tonight, Sean, who texted me during the women's match. Hey, I'm at concessions. Do you need anything? There you go. They know. (laughs) Um, So cutting to the end here, Kate, Sheeta and Tony Storm win by pinfall. It's a victory roll pin from Sheeta on Dr. Britt Baker. So the interesting here, the interesting thing here is that, um, uh, you know, uh, Sheeta gets the the pin on Britt Baker again, right? So part of me is like, are we trying to line up uh, Sheeta to be like this belt collector? She's already got two belts, right? Maybe they figure, well, she can win one more and sort of put her commitments off or whatever she might have, but, um. Yeah, as far as the match goes, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, but I'm sort of getting tired of seeing this combination of females, you know, like in this uh, same match week after week. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it's just getting stale. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of people. I know she does not for you, but there's a, the people that do love her, really love her, and we're getting sick of her. I mean, we even joked about that part, right? Like, even if yeah. she's not your favorite, she's your longest reigning champion. Why isn't she on television? Um, so having her on TV again is nice. I'm sick of, I don't like it with uh, Wardlow either. Like, I don't like right. singles titles holders being in continual tag pictures. I have less of a problem with this being in this time slot when you had a title match before it and a title match after it. I will say that. Not my favorite, but a little bit more justifiable in that situation because you you had two titles and one was a title change, obviously, coming after. So right. not the best, but a, to your point, a decent enough match. Jamie Hayter, they're going to have to have turn on Britt. I don't know why they hesitated, do with her. but she's, she's white hot right now. The reactions for her are incredible, so... Um, we had also had someone fact checking us on the vax status as of October 1st, Canada no longer checks vaxes. So it wasn't uh, that could be, she was Florida based. Maybe there's hurricane stuff. Maybe she had another commitment who knows, but, um, but yeah, that was, it, it's an interesting route to a picture, but, but yeah, match was, match was yeah. decent enough. They're getting more women on television. I get it. I am hoping that the stories continue to improve alongside that. And they move them out of that 9.30 slot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I would like Let's to see. go to the bathroom earlier, you know? So Very true. <laughs> they did hype up the card for next week uh, and then go to commercial and we come back and we're into our main event of the evening. It's Orange Cassidy versus Pac for the All-Atlantic Championship. And uh, towards the end of this match, Pac... Um, Packets planted two two DDTs and an orange punch. Uh, he still won't go down. Uh, he's able to counter some of that uh, 
you know, some of those moves on, um, on orange Cassidy. Um, but nothing, um, no pinfalls. He's starting to get frustrated. So he goes to the timekeeper's table. He goes for the hammer, uh, and he gets stopped by somebody with long hair and in a face mask. And it happens to be Dan Housen. And he curses pack before getting, uh, his shit kicked in. Um, and then, uh, Bryce, uh, referee Bryce is, uh, is there to see that pack has the, uh, the hammer for the bell. So he takes it and uh, pack turns to walk away and he grabs another one from under the ring. He's telling uh, Cassie to get up, but he's not able to connect or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he is, uh, is not able to, uh, to connect. Um, Orange Cassidy um, uh, almost gets schoolboyed. orange punch. Orange Cassidy wins this match. So Kate, a new, all Atlantic champion to end the show, um, sending the crowd home happy. Um, first question to you: Do you agree with the outcome of this match? Follow up to that as maybe a part B. Do you think Orange Cassidy deserves this belt? That's there's a reason those two go hand in hand because. My preference would have been that Pac retains because I feel like this belt has not been featured on TV very much. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world and deserves to have his matches featured on TV when he's a title holder. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this of the match tonight. I don't know if there's anybody who sells better than him in the world. Unbelievable. Unbelievable selling. Um, I... My taste dictates that uh, I would like Pack to have retained. I I think it was absolutely awesome that Orange Cassidy guys have this moment. I think most fans have a different opinion than I do on this. So giving them what they want, I can't complain about it with all these other stories. And then when they do give people what mm-hmm. they want, say it's a bad idea, right? So right. From, from my fanhood, I would rather it have stayed on Pack, But at the same time, Orange Cassidy deserves this. This is the, he's had like seven title matches and lost them all or something. He's an OG guy. He's perpetually over. He's absolutely earned it. It's not a super high up title. So him being, I don't consider him a comedy wrestler. I consider him a great wrestler with a comedy gimmick. Um, Cause he's always in control of it. And my God, his work rate. I mean, we see it match after match. Um, so I, I think this is, will have a very successful run in it. I just wish we got to actually see more of Pac with the title. Um, but he has the, the trio's titles for now. So, um, yeah. But a, a phenomenal match to close this out. Truly, truly fantastic. Those, I don't know if they qualified as tornado DDTs, but whatever Orange Cassidy was trying to hit those DDTs, both of them, both of them uh, outside the ring and then inside the ring just looked amazing. Incredible. Incredible. So I have no problem with the uh, OC winning, um, winning these, uh, uh, winning this belt, excuse me, I'm thinking trios on the brain, but I have no problem with orange Cassidy winning this belt because he definitely deserves it. He's been a workhorse. They put him in all these matches, you know, at the, at the, at the top of the hour, if it's the second hour, 
or the main event spot, which tells you how much they think of him. So I have no problem with the outcome. I just don't know. I hope they explain sort of what is going on with Pac. Maybe he's going into a manic depressive state. Sure. This is him freaking out. Who knows? He's a bastard. He's Pac. Him versus Miro could be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Oh, um, yeah. Miro's someone that I'm like, where is that guy? But um, I think Ryan might have had it right. I think Miro versus MJF might be your out of the gate feud. Sure. It certainly MJF. could be. Yeah. 100%. So that's the end of the, the Dynamite show tonight, folks. It seemed quick on paper, but there was a lot of stuff going on in uh, in the ring tonight. So definitely check it out. Um, Kate, a few pieces of news and notes. We don't have to dig deep into each one, but it should, um, it should be noted that, uh, Frankie Kazarian knocked out the forbidden door with impact. So, uh, he had a match for the X division championship against speedball, Mike Bailey at bound for glory. And Kaz was able to pull out the win. He's a new, um, uh, the new champion in uh, in Impact. So, uh, pretty interesting. Kate, they had told us, you know, the doors doors closed. It's not being open again. Whatever, but clearly still working. Kaz just won a belt. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his AEW deal is either. So I don't know if they had anything to if they had any leg to stand on with that. But um, from what I heard, I didn't see it. But a, a great match from from what people have said and people seemed a lot happier about that than they were about bully Ray also winning a title on this pay-per-view. <laughs> so uh, good for him. That That's awesome. I don't think the forbidden door means you might not see stuff like that. I think the forbidden door means that there's not going to be crossover programming with AEW right. more on it, but good for him. And, and uh, speedball Mike Bailey is incredible. So I have no doubt with as hard hitting as Kazarian is and as incredible as Mike Bailey is that that match was, must've been fantastic. So um, I hope I'll check that out at some point. Yeah. Well, Kaz is the champ. So see what happens. Uh, speaking of champions, uh, this one went a little differently. Mox lost his title. Um, over the weekend. So on Saturday night, October 8th, uh, uh, instead of uh, Saturday night, October 8th in Philadelphia, GCW was in Atlantic City uh, putting on their show. Um, and um, that's where uh, the firm invaded GCW to destroy John Moxley during his match. Um, so, um, so yeah, what's interesting here, Kate, is at any other point in time, would you have ever seen like the WWE advancing a story like this? First of all, nobody else would own a title outside of the company. Right. I mean, would they ever advance a story like this where people couldn't see it? No, you know, it's funny because the good brother showed up this week in WWE and Carly Anderson's the never wait. And I was like, well, that's really cool. Um, because, that just never would have happened under right. under Vince. So it's cool to see progress like that. And I feel like it's a forced, it's a forced move from AEW workers being able to work where they want to work. Now I do think this is the end of AEW workers probably that are 
like main talents working in GCW. I'm guessing that this title drop happened because of the um, extension that Mox signed in part. Right. But cool stuff nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, listen, anytime they're sort of like advancing these stories or telling these stories outside from the product, I think it's cool. Yes, you know? agreed. Um, Kate, something else that came out uh, during a Twitch stream, Soraya uh, explained, um, uh, you know, some things about sort of like her signing and, um, you know, the WWE and stuff like that. Um, but she said, me and WWE never had that discussion about having a match. I never brought it up to them about me potentially wrestling. If I was to talk to them, um, if I was to talk to them, uh, about it, uh, I'm sure they would do their research. Um, I wasn't mentally ready. It makes, it still makes me nervous, but I am way too similar, uh, smarter about it. I'm way smarter about it. I'm sorry. Uh, I know what I can do and can't do. I'm not expecting to do six German suplexes off the top rope. I'm really not that kind of wrestler. So, you know, it sounds like Soraya is sort of, uh, you know, is, is cleared, uh, in some capacity. Uh, but it's interesting that, um, she sort of like, didn't even think of the WWE when it came time to like, you know, maybe dipping her toes back in the water. Well, if you look at, what they were doing before SummerSlam, kind of the end of the Vince era. It wouldn't be her type of wrestling and the women were back to being featured almost diva style. Like even like Charlotte Flair wasn't getting real matches and stuff. So I don't think there would have been anything creatively for her to pitch. That would have been something that is, you know, she's putting her, her body on the line for for what like that whole queen's crown tournament was two minute matches that led to nothing um so i i think the environment was probably not right for her to even consider that uh but it sounds like she's kind of in like this half cleared situation and what's kind of ironic about that to me is she gave aj lee and their feud at the end of aj's career from her neck Mm -hmm. injury a -hmm. match where aj took no bumps and it was a great match still um, but AJ didn't take like a, a proper bump in the entire thing. And they protected the hell out of her during that match. And I was like, that's kind of, um, funny that like, not funny, haha, but that she's right. probably in that same position coming into AEW where she is cleared to be in the ring, but she's not going to be fully cleared to take every spot that someone might be able to in a ring. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I think they're going to be cautious with Soraya to make sure that she's um, she's fine. You know what I mean? Because everybody knows that her neck injury is pretty bad. So yeah, we'll and she's kind of in this like conduit role. I don't think she needs. Yeah. Give me in protected tag matches. She can be schmozzing, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be fine. They're pretty schmozzy. <laughs> um, Kate, it looks like maybe some people have uh, think that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery um, you know, uh, has, you know, some things sort of lined up for AEW. Um, their contract is going to be up. AEW's contract is going to be up in, uh, 2024, but, um, you know, uh, for now they're sort of figuring out, you know, what's going to happen with our sort of future deal. 
And um, um, it sounds like uh, Warner Brothers Discovery um, discussed uh, their strategy for the upcoming um, strategy for their linear cable networks. That includes Discovery, Home Home and Garden TV, Food Network, Travel Channel, TLC, OWN, and, of course, TBS and TMT. Um, So, um, you know, they said that one of the things that we're doing around sports is creating uh, shoulder programming to hold on to these, uh, onto those fans. AW pulls huge numbers. So we are working, uh, with the wrestling, uh, team to figure out, uh, what kind of content can we build that's not in a wrestling ring. So it sounds like they like, you know, a show like roads to the top, right? Cause it just yes. gave the casual fan something to do afterwards. And it sounds like these are encouraging things to hear instead of like, we're gutting our entire company. So you're going to lose a few people, you know? So yeah, maybe, I think um, maybe it looks like they got something credit to the bells, man. They knocked that door down wide open. Like there's so many wrestling crossover reality shows and not that total divas was like everyone's cup of tea or whatever, but that was the first one and it was wildly successful and it encouraged other networks to take risks on stuff like this. Um, Lord knows the personalities are there. I I think it's, it's great. I think it's healthy. Wrestling continues to grow in 2022 and that's awesome. Like kick ass. Yeah. So no word on their contract extension. Just stay tuned. It looks like they're pleased with their performance, which is good. Yes. The last thing I have tonight, Kate, and then we'll start to make our way out of here is um, Moxley explained why he re-signed with AEW. Uh, He did an interview with Sports Illustrated. um, uh, And he said, uh, I don't plan on going anywhere else. It's the best job in the world in my, uh, and I'm very lucky to have it. In AEW, all I worry about is wrestling. Uh, that's my focus. That's a joy. Uh, I love storyboarding, love promos, whistle. Uh, I love wrestling. Uh, I love coming up with ideas for other people. I love learning for me. It's a perfect fit. Um, so, um, yeah, it just sounds like this is the right combination for Mox. Um, you know, and, uh, like I said, it's in sports illustrated. He did sort of dig in uh, to, you know, some of the reasoning behind, uh, his, his resigning. So you can certainly go through and read that, uh, uh, on your own, but Kate, interesting, you know, just hearing him say things like, you know, this is a great fit, you know, because I can sort of, um, you know, uh, come up with ideas for other people, you know, uh, sharing them, learning from other people. Like these are all things, I guess, when you think of Moxley as a wrestler, you're like, he doesn't, need this you know but certainly not you know it's it's pretty cool that he's taking on some of these additional sort of mentorship and leadership roles uh and he'll still be able to go in the ring yeah i think one thing people underestimate too is the difference in work schedules at AEW and wwe and for new parents and a guy that's somewhat newly sober i would imagine that's a big piece of it um and this guy he just wants to go wrestle like everybody in Japan twice and right. uh, do what he's doing. Like he at the end of his WWE reign had said on Jericho's podcast, 
that he was like, if they paid me $3 trillion, my answer would still be no. Because he was like, it's just not, I'm not happy with the framework of things there. And it wasn't a no-doubter for him that he was going to go to AEW until he sat down with Tony Khan and they talked about their goals. So um, I'm glad that's continued. I'm glad he still feels that way. He's become the heartbeat of this company. And uh, I, I think him leaning into that mentorship role is only going to benefit them. So that rules too. Especially a company that was trying to come out of one backstage incident and then had another, has another backstage incident. It can only help to have him in that sort of mentorship role. If you ask me. Yeah. So that's all the news and notes. I Kate, I got Kate, unless you got something else to discuss with news and notes. No, I mean, just there was the piece of news that Sam Punk apparently did have like a backstage job in addition to his other job. So his comments make a little bit more sense on the on the scrum about him saying that he was like trying to help run a business or trying to run a business or whatever. Right. So that at least makes a little more sense. But uh, no, nothing, nothing for me other than that. So. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know, Kate. I got nothing else. Everything else that I had um, for some reason is not loading. I don't know. I guess I lost my connection. Okay, I think that but was all the big ones. That's the major stuff this week. So the only other major stuff we need to know, Kate, is where are you going to be for the rest of this week? I will be, uh, let's say Wednesday, <laughs> Friday, I'll be doing the AW Rampage and SmackDown post show as a normal slot at 11 o'clock, which is still too late, but beats the hell out of starting at midnight. Um, and then it's a quiet weekend. I don't think there's any pay-per-views or anything. So that is good. And then just back to regular rotation. Tuesday, Sour Graps, NXT post show on Fightful, YouTube after, and then Wednesday, all right back here. Well, I don't know what we're doing next week because next week we're on Tuesday night. So I don't know if we're talking Tuesday or Wednesday. So stay tuned from our side yes. about what we're doing. And if that's the case, then Kate won't be here. I forgot so about we'll... that. The Fightful one is going to be an AEW Fightful or an AEW NXT split show. So we're going to be doing both over there on Tuesday. So if you guys do it on Tuesday, I won't be here. Yep. But if you do it on Wednesday, I'll be here. <laughs> well, you'll be missing the A show. We know that much. But uh, what I can tell you is you can find us at Mark Order Pod on all our socials. Uh, Ryan, who has commitment issues, is not here tonight, but is usually committed enough to tweet during Dark and Dark Elevation. So make sure to follow us on Twitter to see his uh, lukewarm takes. That's um, right. Because, you know, he has to like everything. Okay, there's, enough, there's enough hot takes in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, just give us any take. Make a statement, one way or the other. Say something, but he can't because he has commitment issues. I that's right. That's right. Um, uh, Millionaire Matt's on Monday nights on The Shining Wizard because he also has commitment issues, but he's also not suspended by that show. Uh, right. So. He's there on Monday nights at 7 o'clock on the Shining Wizards Network. So make sure you give them a listen and a follow. Um, thank you, everybody who watched us live tonight. Uh, we love everybody who watches and chats along with us in the chat. Um, uh, the uh, Asian Joes, the Jesse Ozogs, the Kyle K. Sparks, Cabbage Sensei, 
uh slonomite i think i saw in here too for a little bit tonight yeah so a lot of uh you know the standard crew gordon post rob uh, humphrey Humphrey, yeah and i'm like i know i'm leaving a bunch of people out but uh thank you all for watching like you normally do and being cool and chatting along um freeds david bauer that's right thank you for (laughs) scrolling through because i can't scroll and read and talk at the same time i just scrolled and saw the word cum gutters there you go perfect that's all you need marky mark k fame cum gutters thank you all for joining us yeah thank you for joining us um and uh if you um are watching us and don't listen to us in podcast form you could always listen if you can't watch along with us live uh, so make sure you go to your favorite podcast uh, platform. Make sure to give us a follow, subscribe, like, you know, review, rate, whatever you do to the podcast. They do help us in our algorithms. And if you are listening in podcast form, we totally appreciate you for doing all that stuff. But maybe you want to give us a shot at, at watching us. Yeah. Go to our YouTube, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Kate really wants you to take a look at what she's doing every week. So uh, why don't you head over to YouTube, give us a subscribe, uh, like whatever videos you want. Everything is there in the archives. Um, uh, so you can certainly, you know, take a look uh, and, and catch up on some of the other, the past videos. Uh, subscribes do help us on YouTube. So if you could do that, we are always grateful for that. The only other thing I'll mention is the uh, stickers. So make sure you go to our um at Mark Order Pod, uh, social accounts in the bio, hit the link tree, and you can uh, request free stickers. All you got to do is give us your full name, your full mailing address, the country uh, that you live in, so I can put the right postage on the uh, on the envelope, and then I'm going to send you out some free, beautiful, shiny Mark Order Podcast stickers. And uh, that's all you got to do. No money changes hands. I lose money because I have to pay the shipping and these things are heavy. I'm talking lead gold bars, whatever weighs the most. That's what gold it's like. Bar stickers. That's right. Um, but like I said, other than that, stay tuned to our channels. We got to figure out what's going on next week uh, because Tuesday is not our normal night, but if we do it Wednesday, everybody will have already talked about it. You won't want to hear us gab about it. So maybe we'll do it on Tuesday night. So stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Kate, always a pleasure to be here with you, the other half of the professional A broadcast team. Agreed, sir. A pleasure to be speaking with you and not getting interrupted and not getting my gimmick stolen and not being run in on by someone who's suspended and shouldn't even be here. So an enjoyable broadcasting experience with you tonight. Professional. You have to make money. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to try to, uh, my internet's been weird. I'm not trying to steal your gimmick, Kate, but my internet has been weird, choppy all night. I'm going to try to get that. Yeah, I'm going to try to get that fixed for next week so we don't have these gaps in here where all of a sudden I hear talking, then no talking, then it doesn't come back as quickly as I think, and I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And then you look like. Yeah, I'm like, huh? I'm looking down at my phone trying to see, (laughs) do I have internet? Don't I? What a mess. Anyway, come back next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. 
check us out. We'll let you know when we're going to be on. Uh, and uh, until then, enjoy some wrestling. Watch some Rampage. Rampage should be fun. And then next Tuesday, Dynamite. And we'll tell you when we're going to be here on the Mark Order podcast. Kate, enjoy your weekend and not so much wrestling stuff. Maybe try to meet a dog <laughs> this weekend. I'll do my best. You do All it. Right. I'll try. <laughs> See you guys. Turn you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.